every leader of a growing business has experienced a restless night. A night where a new opportunity or daunting challenge got in the way of a decent night's sleep. When I'm up at night, I think about how to maintain culture. Where the company is headed. Like, what is the business challenge, you know, three steps ahead. That keeps me up. I worry that we won't grow fast enough. Making sure that people are feeling like they belong. I had somebody resign today. I have one meeting about billing, which I am looking forward to, actually. I find it fascinating. (laughs) From WeWork and Gimlet Creative, this is Up at Night. I'm John Henry. On this show, I talk with leaders of mid-sized businesses about how they've grown their companies and found success. But this isn't their on-stage boardroom pitch. I call them up at night when they're off the clock and hear what's really been keeping them up. This week, Vivek Sharma, co-founder and CEO of Movable Inc., Inevitably, when I can't sleep at night, without fail, the reason is there's some sort of interpersonal conflict that I haven't resolved yet. Movable Inc. is a marketing technology company. They've got WeWork offices in San Francisco, London, and Chicago. They use customer data to create personalized visuals across email, web, and display. When Vivek and his co-founder started the company in 2010, They were the only two employees. Today, there are over 300. Movable Inc. works with really big brands like Nike, Delta, and the NBA. And they've generated over 1.5 trillion impressions. These days, the thing that keeps Vivek up at night the most is the human side of growth. Hiring the right people and building a company culture of transparency and accountability. Over the past decade, he's learned a few things about making this happen. I caught up with Vivek on a Tuesday evening. Hey, John, how are you? All right, I'm well. He was at home in Brooklyn and jumped on the call from his study. His two young kids were playing downstairs because it wasn't quite bedtime yet. To get started, I asked Vivek what I thought would be a pretty softball question. What does he have on his calendar tomorrow? But we dove right into the heart of things. (laughs) Um, I have to let someone go tomorrow. Mm. I probably won't sleep very well tonight. I've I've learned enough now that I try to address things earlier, but at some point, sometimes that person who is a good person and is, is maybe trying really hard and has lots of positive qualities just isn't a fit for the business where it is today or where it needs to be in the coming year. Is there anything you learned about having to let people go? Yeah, I mean, the first time I ever had to do it, I royally screwed it up. I don't think I I quite practiced. It just kind of came jumbled out. There were tears, hugged the person. I think the other person felt more awkward uh, at the end of it than than they should have. And it was me that was, uh, I think, feeling far more awkward. Uh, I think I've gotten a little more seasoned at delivering a message in as caring a way as I possibly can, but it sucks. You know, and as, yeah. as much as it sucks for me, I realize it, it's, you know, 10 times worse for the person receiving it. No one likes firing people or being fired. It's my absolute least favorite part of business. 
So Vivek has worked hard to make sure he's hiring the right people from the start. Over time, he's developed a formula for identifying the kinds of people who thrive at Movable Inc. Essentially, I looked around and looked at the superstars, the people who seem to be doing really well at Movable Inc. over the years, and uh, tried to identify the qualities they all seem to possess. And three, three qualities really seemed to emerge repeatedly. And that was people who had a lot of curiosity. They showed themselves to be continuous learners. Those who had grit, they would take those bumps and figure out a way forward. And lastly, operated out of empathy. And that last quality, empathy, it took Vivek by surprise. If you'd asked me on day one of the company, it wouldn't have occurred to me. But I saw that they were genuinely working with others. They were trying to solve problems. They were collaborative in their approach. How do you guys test someone on their empathy? You know, it's kind of like a non-concrete thing. It pops up in the language people use. If someone is taking all of the credit for every, I did this, I did that, it's a little bit of a sign that they may not be a great collaborator and be more focused on personal success above everything else. Those people who live on an island and want to do it alone and are in it for personal glory right. don't seem to be the ones that we find thrive and, and do really well. Have you ever uh, been interviewing someone where you just felt like they were a great fit, but then when you got to the empathy section, you're like, oh man, you're just not there. And I don't know if we want to move forward with you. Absolutely. I've, I've even mishired people where this person was a high performer. They were so intelligent, so articulate. Right. Seemed like they could, they could do all these things, but that empathy bit was completely lacking and they were managing up to me, but treating their own team and their peers with contempt. So what, what's the thing that worries you the most about hiring, would you say? Hiring someone who's toxic, right? That, that's, mm. that's probably the worst thing. And I've been through that before where someone's intelligent, they may even be a performer, but somehow they end up at companies and they're dissatisfied. They amplify negativity around the people that they work with and it spreads. For an executive, probably one of the biggest things is there are people who increase the stress in a situation and there are those who decrease the stress in a situation. Right. And you kind of need every executive to be the person on, in the latter camp, the one who decreases the stress. I find that deeply fascinating that what worries you the most is something that you can't actually easily see. And it's even trickier because that person might actually be, as you said, a high performer. So they might be contributing in the short term to the balance sheet, but it's deteriorating the culture. Yeah, this is that thing around like one quarter out, two quarters out. That is not my biggest concern. It is the health of the company. It starts with people and people who want to grow and develop and work with a really strong team that they support and rewarding the right behavior, performance, grit, empathy, learning new things. We want to send a very clear signal to the company that these are extremely valuable to each of us and to me personally. So what are some of the concrete ways that you make this clear to employees? It's part of our interview scorecard. We do a Founders Award once a quarter where I talk about the values. People are nominated around those, and we pick a winner and celebrate them in front of the company. Oh, that's nice. And people have made it their own. For example, a couple of weeks ago, we had... Uh, high school kids from disadvantaged backgrounds come in to the company to 
see what it's like to work at a software company and you know what do people do when they graduate school and go out and work right empathy uh, this is one of those values and this was an important thing a, a way to show that value in the company that was completely bottoms up so changing gears a little bit um, in what ways would you say you've changed the most as the company's gotten bigger I, I probably learned this like year three or four in the company when we were 40 or 50 people. Uh, it's just, just delegate stuff. It, it is simply impossible for you to hang on to every little thing in the company. If you want to build something that is really going to be monumental, it's going to stand the test of time. It's about the people. It's about the culture. So rather than investing in me personally working on everything, I try to go invest in the culture and how we develop people because that has a much higher return on investment and is going to ensure, even as we turn to 1,000 people, 2,000 people, that, that we have the machinery and the intellectual horsepower and the caring within the company to make the right decisions. So at this point now, as CEO of a business, you have 300 employees. Would you say that team building is the most important variable for success, or do you have other ones that come to mind? Yeah, uh, recruiting and developing the right people, that's certainly it. It's also clarity about the direction, where the company is headed, not just a quarter out or a year out, but where are we going three or four years out? People really need that and need to know where they're heading because the biggest decisions aren't being made by me. They're being made by people in the front lines or their managers or their managers. And knowing what kind of impact we could have on the world or certainly at least the marketing industry, it helps them calibrate it helps them get motivated, and it helps them make smart decisions about how to invest their time. Vivek and his leadership team have worked hard to create a culture of transparency and trust. And the accountability goes both ways. You've got to have a feedback loop. We have an anonymous town hall questionnaire where people can ask any question, and they have. For example, there was a, a question came in. We just moved to a new office space. It was beautiful. And so someone was asking, there's a beautiful wooden table how much does that table cost? <laughs> and so I asked our CFO to answer the question in front of the whole company. Oh, wow. And he said, it's, it's $40,000. <laughs> and uh, we spent too much money on it. And you know, now that I'm here, the, he had just joined the company, we're going to look far more carefully on the things we spend money on. You know, That was a moment, I think, for some people in the company where they're like, wow, even if we're not always happy with the answer, we'll get a direct answer right. from our management team. Wow. And it's not always easy. There are some really uncomfortable questions that we get, but you know, you gotta bite the bullet because people are talking about it or thinking about it, even if it isn't vocalized in that way. So better to just get it all out in the open. I've grown a ton. I'm not perfect. I still screw up. I still may be stubborn about some things, but it's definitely changed me a lot and it's freed me up to be a little more open and even vulnerable with the people that I work with. At this point, Vivek's kids were starting to get a little restless waiting for him to get off the call. What's uh is that your kids making noise down there? It is my kids, yeah. <laughs> you know. Give me one second. Sure, sure, no problem. Yeah. Hey, still there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, toughest negotiation, convincing my kids to not be um Screaming about the, the toy they're playing with right now. I love it. So they're going to run around on the terrace and get the energy out there. 
All right. Well, I won't hold you too much longer so you can get back to your family. Um, I guess just a couple more questions. Can you share a personal tip for easing a restless night? So I do Filipino martial arts. You know, other people do yoga. You go running. The the simplest, easiest fix I can say to elevate your mood and like get your mind off a problem is a really good sweat, a really good workout. So that's huge. The second one I haven't gotten into yet, but I keep talking about every single year is meditation. I find it funny that your two tips are completely opposite. One is sitting completely still and the other one's getting your ass kicked in the ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The very last question before I let you go is, what are you going to do right now, like right after we get off the phone? I'm going to apologize to my wife <laughs> that she had to drag the kids and, and uh, deal with a little extra time. Uh, we're going to put them to bed. I'm going to read a book to them. Anya, my wife and I will catch up for a little bit and finish the second half of Avengers Endgame nice. from last night because that movie is super long and uh, we, we've got to wrap it up before the, the rental expires. Right. <laughs> CEO problems. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, this has been great, man. Thank you again. Uh, have a good night. Awesome. Thanks, John. That was Vivek Sharma co-founder and CEO of Movable Inc. The things that keep Vivek up at night can't easily be quantified. Intangibles like empathy and curiosity don't just support the company's success, they're critical to it. And Vivek's not the only leader who looked around at his superstar employees and found that so-called soft skills were the ones making the biggest difference. In 2017, Google conducted an internal study to determine the most innovative and productive teams in the company. And what they found, surprise, surprise, was that their best teams weren't the ones with the fanciest STEM credentials or degrees necessarily, but the teams exhibiting skills like generosity, curiosity, emotional intelligence, and yes, empathy. Next week on the show, Rushmi Melgiri, co-founder and CEO of CoverWallet, on how she keeps company culture aligned over three continents. How do we manage now being in four time zones? Again, keeping everyone connected and on the same page about what we're trying to do so that we're not sort of becoming a series of franchises, right? You've been listening to Up at Night, brought to you by WeWork and Gimlet Creative. Check it out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are out each Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave a review, share with your colleagues, or tweet me at John Henry Style. We'd love to hear what you think. And don't forget to visit our blog, we.co slash up at night, where you'll find more advice and useful solutions for growing your business. Up at Night is produced by Emily Shaw, Carrie Ann Thomas, and Amy Standen. Nicole Wong is our executive producer. Sarah Geis is our editor. Mixed and sound designed by Molly Bolton. Zach Schmidt is our technical director. 
Our theme is by Marcus Thorne Bagala. Additional music from Marmoset and Billy Libby. Fact-checking by Soraya Shockley. I'm John Henry. Thanks for listening. And hey, wherever you are, try to get a good night's sleep tonight.